Hello and welcome back to the MRX Lab podcast, the show from Fletzimar where we investigate and explore topics on the fringes of market research. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Mike Stevens, founder of Insight Platforms, to talk about creating content that is both helpful and relevant to the research and insights community. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's really great to have you here, and I'm really looking forward to today's episode. Before we jump right into it, could you give our listeners a brief introduction to your background and for anyone who hasn't heard of it yet, your website, Insight Platforms? Yeah, sure. Um, well, for me, um, I am a 20-year veteran of the Insights marketing consultancy space. Um, I guess I should throw technology in there as well. Uh, previously worked for companies that uh, like Kantar, one that was called Vision Critical, is now called a leader, and and various other niche uh, marketing strategy businesses. But um, Insight Platforms is a, a website that I started about three years ago, and is really three or four things that it does. One is it's a big directory of digital research tools. Another is we run uh, host online events, so virtual events for thought leadership and demos, that type of thing. And then the final thing that we do is lots of learning content, some of which is informal blog posts, explainers, some of which is more structured, which is training courses, uh, virtual e-learning, that type of thing. Awesome. Now I'd like to start by going a bit back into the history of Insight Platforms, if that's okay. Sure. Where did the idea come from what did you draw on to build it and how have you kind of continued to evolve the site to where it is today? Sure. Yeah. Um, so it, it really came from the consulting work that I was doing. So I left, um, I, I left a good job in my early forties without really a clear idea of what I was going to do next. And, um, in a, in a slightly deluded state, I thought offers would come flooding in for jobs that I wanted to do. Um, neither of which really happened. So uh, I busied myself doing consulting engagements for uh, brands, insight teams, agencies, even some of the technology companies that were looking for, for go-to-market help. So I was doing a lot of work around this intersection of research, technology, data, and um, building quite a lot of knowledge around the types of new tools and methods that were out there. And I thought it might be an idea, given that most people, when they're looking for a new solution at the time, would start with Google and go, find me a survey tool, find me an online community platform. That if, we, we, if I built a directory, an online uh, portal, really, that lists all these things, um, then somehow it will be useful. And eventually, maybe I'd figure out a way how to make money out of it. So it, it was really a, a, an evolution of the consultancy work that I was doing and inspired a little bit by, uh, you may be familiar with some of the, the B2B technology websites, review sites like G2 Crowd and Captera. They're great if you want a CRM platform or an email marketing or a, or a sales platform, but for the research analytics, when you get into some of the niches, they're not really deep enough with the expertise. So I thought, you know, let's start a directory. And then adding, blog content to try and you know attract an audience uh it was a way that i could indulge my desire to uh to write stuff it gave me license to say what i want because it was my site and i didn't have a boss so that was nice and um it's it's kind of continued to evolve with a lot of additional content types so 
you know we host ebooks and things for our partners we let our uh, our commercial partners post blog articles we run these events like i say virtual events and webinars and um, and all that type of thing so it's it's a, you know it's a constantly evolving thing i think a lot of people are going to find that quite an inspiring story how really? you kind of, <laughs> yeah how you kind of turned um a kind of a period of consultancy and uncertainty into what is now you know a really well respected resource in the insights industry and i i do definitely agree with that comment that those g2 crowds cap terrors aren't really geared quite right towards the insights industry and don't cover a lot of the complexity and niche tools that we have available yeah yeah, I mean, I think they're great. And, you know, I use them a lot. I think they're a fantastic resource. I think it's a difficult business model. And I think like any business model, when you when you scrape the surface, you know, you've got a lot of companies there paying their users $50, $100 to leave a positive review, you know, you start to end up with these slightly polluting impacts at the margins. So, you know, there are there are issues there. But you know, I think they're a fantastic resource, just not really deep enough for the for the kind of areas that we operate in. Now, you've mentioned a few times that you publish quite a wide variety of content on Insight platforms. Yeah. Uh, everything from training courses to explainers, blog posts, market maps. How do you decide on what to create and how do you kind of evaluate if it's going to be valuable to your readers? Is that important yeah. to you? <laughs> it is. I mean, that's, you know, that is the number one, to be honest. You know, that is, is it going to be useful? Are people going to value this? And, um, that's the that's the primary filter. I mean, I think my um, one of the strengths and one of the weaknesses that I have is that I'm very much the the kind of the horizontal bar in the T. You know, I don't I don't really have <laughs> don't really have much depth. Um, you know, I'm not specialist in a particular area, but I do have a lot of breadth in terms of um, you know skills, perspective across the industry, and I am in quite a fortunate position in that I speak to a, an awful lot of people in agencies, freelance researchers, people in insight teams, clients, technology businesses. So I do get a quite a broad perspective of what people are doing and what people might find useful. So, you know, knowing the audience, I think is a, uh, is, is an important start point. And then I think in terms of knowing what, what people find valuable, um, you know, I hate when people quote Steve Jobs or big luminaries like that. So, and I'm about to do it, which is just awful. But, you know, he said something about creativity is just about connecting things, you know, and, and that creative people feel a bit guilty because they're not really sure <laughs> that they've really done very much other than kind of cherry pick shiny things from one place and another and put them together. And I think that's that's very much part of the thought process that I go through, which is, Look, this category, this industry is much, much broader than most people within the, the, the sub-niches really appreciate. So if you're working in UX research, you may not see so much over the fence in analytics. If you're working in qual market research, you're probably not so aware of some of the stuff that's happening on the, um, you know, on the, on the CX side of things. So when you look, you define the insight space broadly across market research, user, customer experience, analytics. Um, there's a lot going on and there's a lot of interconnection between those. So I think creating content that helps people learn about the adjacent areas, I think has been a you know a big part of what I've been trying to do. And, um, you know, it's a, 
to be honest, it's it's quite a privileged position to be in. It's you know, it's my business. I don't have a boss. I don't have investors. So it's kind of indulgent. I can write content that I think is going to work, but I don't have somebody breathing down the neck saying, you know, you need to be delivering this much growth this quarter or, you know, this type of uh, this type of margin. So I can be quite experimental. Some things don't work. Some things don't make much money. Um, you know, some things are popular, some things less so. People don't always appreciate my sense of humor. <laughs> but, you know, it's um, it's important that I have that latitude to do unsuccessful things. So, you know, experimentation is quite an important thing. And, uh, you know, I, 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 my default is what I what we create, I should say we, because there's two of us now. Um, you know, my colleague Cynthia is a big part of the content we're creating, especially around the, the training courses. Um, it has to be useful. It has to be valuable to the audience. And that's the principle, you know, the principle filter that, that it has to go through. I really like, um, you know, you made, I think you made two really good points there. One is about this idea of tapping into the zeitgeist of, you know, what people are doing right now and being able to have those conversations with people and then using that to inform what you're doing mm -hmm. and then yeah experimentation i think it's really important but probably you know not done enough that fear of failure and um it sounds like you're quite lucky with insight platforms that there's no real huge consequences if one or two things don't work out and yeah. i you know i think that's something great that really we need more people to uh be comfortable with to some degree i think you know I've, I've thought a number of times over the last two or three years you know this thing could go a lot faster if i took some external investment took some funding and um you know it's it's not that i haven't got on with my bosses previously but underneath it all i've always really believed that i'm my own boss and i think i'd find it hard to see something that i've created being subject to somebody else's agenda you know if they put money into the business so we'll see how it goes over the next couple of years but at the moment bootstrapping is uh is liberating even if it's not you know the fastest route to becoming a billionaire well speaking of the future can you tell <laughs> us a bit about what the future holds for insight platforms yeah i mean I, i'm i'm very keen to roll out a lot more training content so structured training content in you know e-learning short video based you know 60 90 minute two hour courses that people can take and get the basics so you know what is social listening all about what is uh you know ux research all about and we've got you know i'm always uh my eyes are always bigger than my belly on this but we've got 15 or 20 odd courses in the pipeline that will be you know will be rolling out over the next 12 months and it's not going to rival the market research society or a lot of the kind of high-end training content but it will give people you know a good introduction and the price point's going to be fairly compelling as well so that's you know the training content's one thing the directory will continue to expand and i think it will expand in terms of the types of companies that can list in there we don't have many agencies it's very strongly associated with technology but that line is blurring all the time as agencies develop their own tech as tech firms add services you know it's i think that distinction is really eroding so we need to reflect that better because that's the reality of uh you know of, of companies that work in this space um and the third thing is i mean this is this is a little bit you heard this here first but um 
people keep getting the brand wrong <laughs> and you know you can you can kind of do a face palm and you can go why are these idiots you know not getting the name right um but in reality you know i called it insight platforms with a focus on the platforms being the technology uh most people these days are calling it insights platform so i thought well if you can't beat them join them i've you know i've, I've booked as many um of the uh domains around that the insightsplatform.com and various others and i think at some point we'll probably have to my will probably migrate because it's going to be a broader identity that reflects the you know the breadth rather than it just being software focused so um that's probably where we'll go but uh not in any great rush I am incredibly tempted to ask you about that and uh, <laughs> that, that erosion between a platform and technology and agency and yeah. that whole thing that's happening in the industry right now. But yeah. we are coming up to 10 minutes, so okay. we might have to save that for a future episode. Fair enough. So from today, uh, Mike, what is the one key thing you'd like our listeners to take away from this episode? Do you know, at a, at a macro level, this is the thing that I want myself to take away. So I'm, I'm kind of passing it out as, as um, advice to everybody else. But it's, you know, it's enjoy the process. Um, don't be overly distracted by ambition or impatience or, you know, the possibility of creating something that's going to be enormous. Just enjoy, you know, if, if you're in a, if you're fortunate enough to be in a position that's about creating content and creating value for other people, enjoy that. And, um, you know, I have to, I do have to tell myself it sometimes because sometimes I, I do get a bit, um, <laughs> come on, go faster. Uh, why aren't I on a, on a desert island by now sipping cocktails, but, um, you know, do your best to enjoy it. I would say. That's fantastic advice for, I think, marketers, researchers, business owners alike, quite a broad group of people. Yeah. Uh, and that's a great note to end the show on. So, you know, Mike, thanks again so much for joining me today. It's been Thanks, a pleasure Chris. chatting with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I've, uh, I've enjoyed it. And thank you to everybody listening today as well. We will be back next month to discuss the emerging practice of data engineering and what it means for you. Until then, I've been your host, Chris Martin, and this has been the MRX Lab. <laughs>